We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here at Dean7904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5.30 on the East Coast, 2.30 on the West Coast, 4.30 Tennessee time, which, of course, we just have the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's a Monday. It's a three-man booth. We're not messing around. Batting first, leading off, you know, from such things as NASCAR and the morning grind. It's DBTPFL. What's up, Stevie? What's up, Dean? Hello, human. Um, glad you're doing well, my friend. I saw your child pre-show, and that—that was—that's what I said. I don't know what to say to somebody who's zero. I don't. Yeah, is that inappropriate or? Hello, just, child. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I think I said I said hello, child, then I said hello, adult. When somebody else popped, when an adult popped in, <laughs> I had to, I, I did a communications for a living apparently, but uh, yeah, dude. Uh, baseball, baseball's going down today. Of course, you're. I don't think you're playing uh, much basketball these days, but it's going absolutely nuts in the, the basketball streets. Boban was unleashed. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was in, he was out, he was in, he was out, and then he was in because of a COVID thing. Actually, I just talked to uh, Kirk Deese about this. Kirk Deese, how's uh, basketball going for you? Because actually, you were telling me pre-show, you're the only person on Yahoo that had Boban, who, again, was unleashed. Yeah, so I don't want to jinx it because uh, something will go wrong with uh, some news will break while I'm doing this and not paying attention or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I was the only one to play Boban on Yahoo. I only played Yahoo today because the news started getting crazy, plus I – thought there would be some crazy news coming and I had to get ready for baseball and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play the, the easy side for me. And so worked out well. You're playing Yahoo or baseball tonight, I presume, right? I am. There's some weird, weird prices on Yahoo tonight. I'm sure you saw them. JD Martinez, like 13 bucks. Uh, uh, who else? Like, so first base for the Mets. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Pete Alonso is like $11. I'm telling you, it's like, you don't know. Bellinger is like 17 or like 15. And it's a course game, but yeah, Yahoo, there's some really, really cheap, really good players. You've noticed, I imagine. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the what have you done for me lately algorithm pricing, except, uh, wait, wait, let's see it. Let's see if that's true. Did they price Yelich up? $17 on Yelich. Yeah, he got a boost. He got a boost. Okay. Because he was 14 yesterday. That's still too so, cheap, though. Yeah. In theory, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, in theory, yeah, you could point to the scoreboard in baseball, you know, the best play in the world can go for five or four four line drives or whatever, the wrong person. But, uh, yeah, and you don't believe in jinx, by the way. You mentioned jinxes. Come on, you're not a jinx guy, are you? You don't have that power. It all depends if I'm winning or I'm losing. 
to be honest with you. Are you the guy that like uh, has a certain seat and like if things are going well, you have to stay in that seat, and otherwise you got to get your mug if things aren't going well. Yes, I am. That guy? It's, it's, I'm, I, I just have to be in the zone, and like things affect that, and so yes, uh, I've been known to to wear the same t shirt, lucky shirt, and things like that. Boxers? Should I should they say boxers? No, nah, I got. I don't know how to keep track of which ones are lucky. I don't pay attention <laughs> to that. You got to put the day on them. I don't Monday. Yeah, Tuesday, I I should. instead of like the name, like the mom's sending to camp with the name, like this is your Monday. <laughs> you know, uh, who's wearing his boxers today is Kevin Roth, Chief Meteorologist Kevin Roth. Of course, well, I'm sure he, he changed those boxers. Probably <laughs> he was very excited earlier today for two reasons. Uh, one, the Washington Nationals are are not home; they're on the road. What a disaster that was yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw that, but I was playing FanDuel that had the early Washington game, and that game got rained out because they could not figure out how to put a tarp on the field. Uh, and, of course, it's Washington because that place is just a disaster. And Jose Juan Barea, uh, J.J. Barea went nuts in the other game as well, too. So hopefully Roth is uh, set up for, for some good basketball bucks these days. And also he'll be on uh, you know later on. He'll be on uh, crunch time with one day of pops. The kids call him Jesus Good, two-time millionaire winner. Take you guys all up to lock if you guys are premier, uh, premier members here at Roto-Grinders. Uh, we do want to get on our sharp side pick. We're going to drop the link there in chat right now. What's up, chat? Feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. It helps with the old algorithm. Uh, hit up the sharp side. If you get up the five winners in a row on FanDuel, you start winning some FanDuel bucks. But five winners, start a streak up the five. You get yourself some FanDuel dollars. Uh, we've been picking some winners here and there. I guess that's a relative success. Uh, my pick is Kirk, Kirk Gibson. No, he's not playing baseball anymore. Kyle Gibson, no relation to my knowledge. Uh, over five and a half strikeouts. I believe Devin's going to throw that picture up on the screen for the sharp side app. You're actually getting juice on it. I think it's like plus 110. We have not seen the Seattle lineup at least as of 12 minutes or so, ago or so. Maybe we do, but spoiler alert, it's not going to be good. There's going to be a lot of guys that strike out a good bit. So I have the over on Kyle Gibson strikeouts at five and a half. Again, you're getting juice too. Stevie, who is your sharp side winner tonight? I have the over in the Giants-Houston game at nine. So I think that game is going to have a lot of runs. Um, not liking what I've seen from Lance McCullers so far this season. And I think it's a game that, you know, Houston's in a great spot against Logan Webb. So I took the over in that game. All right. Uh, your thoughts on that, Kirk Deese, as far as the over in San Fran-Houston at nine? And what's your answer? Well, what do you have as far as the sharp side winner? Mine is uh, I'm going to stay with a theme here that Stevie is he, he knows that I mentioned on the last show is that soft throwers against Oakland don't uh, fare too well, and they so I'm going to take the Oakland A's uh, on the money line as a favorite. It's not the wasn't the greatest value um, as far as closing line value from like the different sites and whatnot, but I'm just pretty confident that they're going to win this game against Tehran, who's hovering about 89 miles per hour on his four seam uh, last uh, in his first little. Uh, time that he pitched the season. So that's my play. Oakland A's. Yeah. And it's got to be minus 140 or, or better. Uh, you can't pick, a, you know, the Dodgers minus 210. That would not count for your sharp side total. That would be cheating. Speaking of the Astros and Stevie's pick. All right. Let's talk about the, let's talk about the slate. G- give me the screenshot, Kirk Dees. Uh It feels like I think it's a bat winning slate as opposed to an arm winning slate. We'll talk about the arms in a second. You kind of sort of just want to survive. There's a couple guys that have some upside, but no real, real elite studs. Uh, how are we look at this slate? Yeah, but it's interesting. So that imme- immediately makes me think about potentially wanting to play more Patrick Corbin when you say that because, I mean, these bats aren't guaranteed across the slate by any means. Coors isn't – obviously, Coors can go off. Coors is a massive run total. Robbie Ray's looked horrible. John Gray <laughs> gave up a home run to Brandon Belt. 
Um, so uh, still, still stings, still stings. Um, so, but these are also two guys that, you know, can, can miss bats. And so there is the potential for failure there. Um, and so maybe, maybe the, from a GPP standpoint, pitching is the way to go, but there's the mid range is kind of stacked. Um, I mean, I, I love your, you've already alluded to Kyle Gibson. I love Kyle Gibson. Um, we can get into that later when we talk pitchers, but, uh, so it's not hard to like use McCullers, Gibson, or, uh, maybe like Dustin May and kind of get, you know, a bunch of whatever stacks you want. You can get up on, obviously Arizona is priced way too cheap. So I guess that's the synopsis is what do we do with Arizona? Do we, do we, uh, eat all the ownership or do we try to beat it? That's, that's DK specific, uh, Stevie, at least that's the way I'm kind of looking at, uh, at it. Fandle, you can make it work too, because it's just not that hard to build good lineups over there. Uh, Stevie, your take as far as the, the screenshot and yeah, your thoughts as far as stacks and is Arizona stack way too chalky on DK specifically anywhere? Because that's kind of the way it's looking at the, you know, you, you hit up the optimizers and of course optimizer in baseball, it's kind of a, a weird term because, you know, the worst player in baseball could be the highest scorer on any given day. It's different than any other sport. Well, maybe other sports I'm not aware of. I don't know how that works in NASCAR. You tell me. But uh, Stevie, how how are we uh, attacking this slate? And are you in on the chalk for Arizona on DK? Or are you out? Yeah, the Arizona lineup looks really good, too. Like on paper, John Gray, you know, we've seen his fastball fall off a ton this season compared to last season, the season before that. Strikeout rates at like 10% or something like that. And now he's in cores and Arizona's too cheap. So, like, if you're if you're looking at it on paper without looking at ownership, Arizona's the best play on the slate. But, you know, you have to factor in ownership. So, I think you take a stand either way. You, like, go super overweight on Arizona or you go underweight. I don't think you fade them unless you're playing, like, a single entry and you're only playing one team and you just want to, you know, play the game theory game. But, like, if you're playing three teams, you're probably making one or three. If you're playing a 20-entry max, you're probably playing them, you know, a little bit or overweight. So, I don't think I'm fading Arizona here. The spot's too good. Um, but overall, I think there's there's like four or five teams on this slate that, you know, can break the slate. Like Kurt already said, Oakland. Nobody's going to be playing Oakland. I, I love the Dodgers today. Um, that Houston-San Francisco game, the Giants are more expensive than Arizona. So <laughs> nobody's going to play the Giants against McCullers, you know, the same price as playing Arizona. So there's definitely ways to be different. And there's, like, three or four, like, really good pitchers. And then there's, like, two or three guys that could pitch well but not, like, dominate. So, like, there's just a ton of different ways to be different on this slate. Steven, the most expensive pitcher uh, is Patrick Corbin taking on the Mets. It's going to be hot there for what it's worth. Uh, 10.4K on DK specifically. 28.8% K percent. This Mets lineup they're rolling out today, 21.3% striking out collectively, especially at the top. They're pretty contact-heavy. Rosario Davis – and McNeil striking out 18%, 18%, and 12.9%. Then, of course, Alonzo, a lot of power, but he can strike out a bit, too, at 31.1%. Uh, you know, Stevie, are we, are we paying up for Corbin, uh, two-pitcher site? I think you can make it work with Corbin uh, and Gibson. That's something that I'm looking at right now because there's a lot of cheap – the variance in prices on DK. Like, there's 2K guys and there's 6.5K guys all over the place. You can make that work if you wanted to. Uh, is, is Corbin uh, somebody you're in on, Stevie, or somebody not so much where you're just going to pass? I think there's three pitchers on the slate that you target if you want, like, upside strikeouts. Corbin, Gibson, and May. Like, those are the three guys that, like, if you're going to target strikeouts, you go out and get those three guys. So, yes, I like Corbin. Um, I like Gibson. I think it's really easy in cash games to fit both of those guys in. We have Rios is in the lineup for the Dodgers. He's, like, 2.7K. Like, 
a lot of cheap options that to easily make this combo work in cash games and tournaments. I love Dustin May. So Corbin's in a great spot. I highlighted this game in my stacks today for GPPs on lineup HQ, because if you look at weather edge, I'll pull it up really quick for the screen share, but you look at weather edge, like we're looking at a hot day in New York, you know, plus 22% on home runs, almost 12% overall for runs scored in general. So Scares me a little bit on a guy like Corbin who gives up a bunch of home runs, but I still think like he's one of the best options on the slate. I'll say this about Rios batting eighth <clears throat> at home for the Dodgers, a chance he gets the hook if the uh, you know the moment sort of matters for for LA. Of course, their bench is pretty solid, and if the game's still close and tight, and you know, the, the lefty righty thing warrants it, it feels like a big opportunity cost. Is a sort of my if I have an issue there with it, I get it as far as a salary saver, super cheap. But, you know, Christian Walker at first base, third base especially. He's first and third eligible. Uh, of course, we'll break down the positions in a second. Eduardo Escobar is like the, probably like the first guy you put in cash games on DK. Of course, you want Arenado, but you can only play one third base, but Escobar is almost like half the price. So, again, some opportunity cost here, but in tournaments, absolutely by all means, no issue. Uh, Corbin, what are you doing with Corbin there, Kirk Dees? Um, So Corbin's had a lot of success versus the Mets in general. Um, he's got a high strikeout rate. You know, I look – Look back like six, seven games. It was something like 30.9% to the Mets batters that he's faced. Um, what's interesting to me is that, you know, coming into the season, he has the best strikeout pitch uh, in baseball by a swinging strike rate percentage, um, his slider, um, which was hovering around 27.6%. Um, now, interesting enough, guess who has the second next best pitch uh, for strikeouts in, in, uh, in baseball. Uh, I, I was going to go ahead from a qualified starter. Oh, oh. I was going to say hater. <laughs> Dustin may he, he, he's pitching on the slate tonight and it's not may. Oh, you said then. qualified starter. Uh, uh, yep. uh, Oh, Oh, it's McCullers curveball. It's, it's Gibson. Oh. Believe it or not. Um, uh, it's Gibson slider. He's just under uh, Corbin. So there was a lot of talk in the offseason about revamping his pick, uh, his pitch mix, um, putting more emphasis on that slider. And um, we've seen some good results. His strike is uh, – I don't think we've seen, you know, massive increase, but we've seen about a 5% increase in his um, K percentage so far. Um, so I, I, like, I like both of these guys. So I'm, I'm, on board. I'm going to try to get my lineups to be able to fit both of them together and try to take advantage of some value bats. But uh, I do I do hear you with the weather edge. It is a little bit scary. And, you know, and when it's hot and sweaty, you know, things can uh, go south in a hurry. Um, but I just see him k a lot of these Mets with his slider tonight. Yeah, so about the, the chat over there at YouTube has mentioned this, and uh, Brett, Brett mentioned this to me before he we went on air. Uh, Kirkies, how concerned are we? The roof is open in Texas today. Does that, does that, I mean, we're not going to not play Gibson, but there's somewhat of a hesitation. That's not ideal, but these Mariners still strike out a ton. There's still not a lot of, not a lot of power there. The price is pretty good. Gibson threw 109 pitches his last time out. Um, you know, there's really not a lot of other options we, we can consider. We'll talk about the seconds of pivots, but I'm still fine with it. Not ideal. I, I prefer a close, but you know, what's your take there as far as the, the roof there in Texas with Gibson? Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's, are these Seattle bats going to take advantage of it? You know, you still got to hit the ball um, and you still got to hit the ball hard. Uh, a lot of these guys, I mean, I'll tell you the one guy who I constantly play, who I would have no problem playing even against, even if I used Gibson in a lineup tonight would be Austin Nola, man. He is just the <laughs> best catcher play that nobody plays on a nightly basis. Uh, I just keep going back to that guy. 
but uh yeah i i mean it's it's i pre- i'd listen i'd refer to uh derek cardi on that one um see what he says and and roth but obviously the heat is a is a concern it's it's more of a pitcher's park now as opposed to what it used to be you know what we were all thinking globe globe is like but uh yeah, I'll still roll out Gibson. All right, so I pulled up the lineup here. Do we have Seattle's lineup or not just yet? Uh, pulled up the, not, nope, yet. not just yet, unfortunately. But, again, we're expecting to see a lineup that strikes out collectively at 26.4% versus righties. That's a big number, uh, especially if Moore and Lewis are at the top. They're big K guys as well. They're two contact guys. Any, they have two guys under 20%, which is Crawford and Seager. Everybody else strikes out a good bit. Stevie, talk to me about Gibson and then – you know, we're speaking about roofs. We saw last time out for McCullers, he was cruising for three innings. They opened the roof on him in Arizona, and he gave up like eight or nine runs. He said after the game, like, it was distracting. It threw him off. He's like, it's not an excuse. But, like, some of those were just kind of like fly ball pop-ups, just kind of kept going. Of course, that's Arizona, dry heat, same sort of concept to some extent. You know, you go from a roof to heat, changes some things to some extent. Um, you know, let's talk about Gibson and bring McCullers into the conversation. Yeah, I think Kurt pretty much said everything we need to know about Gibson. Um, you know, Nola might not even be in the lineup, and, like, that's the guy that, like, worries you. Vogelbach is a big power guy, but he strikes out at almost 40%. So, Nola is a little banged up right now. He's been one of the best hitters in this lineup. So, if he's not in the lineup dealing with that hand injury, it just gives a nice bump to Gibson even more. So, you know, if you got to – even with the roof open, you got to put the ball in play, not to strike out, right? So, uh, still like Gibson a lot. Uh, as far as, like, McCullers goes, like, I did a deep dive on McCullers today, just kind of going back and looking at, like, 2018 numbers and comparing it with, like, overlapping it with 2020 because he's coming back from injury. And, like, my biggest concern with him is his curveball is his out pitch. And when I was digging into, like, the graphs and looking at, like, fan graphs and, like, overlapping the data and stuff, he is leaving his curveball up so much more and to me that's just a command thing so like could it change and could he start throwing it down more in the in the zone and like really like getting outs yes that's that's very possible but like when i'm seeing like 30 40 percent like over the middle of the plate with a curveball like you don't do that like as a pitcher you don't do that you want it down and away you want it down and in like so i'm gonna pass him a callers today he's like the third projected highest owned pitcher on this slate and for me like it's just there's other options. Like I love Dustin May, so I don't have to play McCullers today. And I'm just hoping that like maybe maybe we start to see him pitch better. Like you said, he was pitching better last time out, but he was leaving so many pitches over the middle of the plate. And we saw this a lot with him early in his career, too. Your mic is muted, you rookie. Ah, unbelievable. Yeah, we were throwing a perfect game, and then, you, you know, you mentioned something. You, you, Kirk Keyes changed his mug. That's what happened, and all of a sudden, like, the perfect game gets thrown off the air. Uh, so, Dustin May, uh, let's talk about him, Stevie, because you mentioned him. I love love the arm, love the talent, love the hair. You don't, you don't get any points for it, but it's pretty awesome. Um, how many pitches will you, will you get delegated? 60 his first time out, then 76, then 82. You know, you're begging for 90. You're begging for, like, six innings. Doesn't mean he can't get there in six innings. Doesn't mean he can't strike out nine or ten guys in six innings. Um, maybe, like, you're just playing him in hopes, like, the, the chalk kind of implodes and May, May puts up 24, which is great, or 20, which is great. What, what are you doing with Dustin May? Because you kind of mentioned him a couple times. And how concerned are you with his pitch count? Because, you know, I want my guys to throw baseballs as long as possible. I don't think really any Dodgers pitcher is going to throw more than six innings this year. Like, just for what it's worth. Like, unless they're – 
lights out pitching. Like I, I he could be at ninety pitches or eighty pitches. Like like the last time he was pitching great, and they just they like to use that bullpen for three innings. So I, I'm I'm not really looking at that. I'm looking at this dude throws a ninety seven mile an hour sinker, and that is so hard to hit. And you look at the Padres numbers against sinkers, and it's ter- they're terrible against sinkers. So like, give me six clean innings here. At his price, it's not like he's 9K. So, like, we're not paying 9K for Dustin May. We're paying 7700 for a guy that could throw six innings and get eight-plus strikeouts uh, and just just mow through this lineup. Like, they're right-handed power bats. Tatis, Machado, Fam. they're terrible against sinkers. And this dude throws a sinker, like, 70% of the time against right-handed hitters. Like, he's touching 97 on a sinker. It's so hard to hit. I would be careful saying Tatis is terrible at anything, just throwing it out there because Tatis is a beast. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like in this matchup, give me Dustin May over Tatis like ten out of ten times. Kirk Tees, uh, speaking of those two pitchers, McCullers May, do you prefer either one or the other? You kind of sprinkle them in, in tournaments. I think you just make like one lineup and you're probably just gonna play Corbin and Gibson and call it a day. But what are your thoughts? Um, I may may play Dustin May. Um, yeah. Stevie's absolutely right. Um this guy throws heat, serious heat. He's throwing 99 on his fastball. His sinker is up there too, like Stevie said. I mean, and he's young, right? He's got more – he's he's coming into his own. So we've looked at his minor league numbers in the past, said, well, he looks like a strikeout pitcher, but he's not getting the, the strikeouts, you know. But I think the strikeouts are coming, and they've already started to. I think he's got a 25% K percentage this season. Is that correct? Um, don't quote me on that. Somewhere like that, 26%, uh, 5% walk rate, just a little bit uh, higher there. So he he touched – he got his 82 pitches last game. I mean, maybe there's room for 85, 90 pitches. I do think they'll be cautious like they always are. But I don't care. I'm not – it's so hard to find anybody that's going to go really deep in a game um, these days, So uh, especially at this point in the season. So I just want efficient innings, and I think that this guy can provide them um, – I I know uh, the Padres have been extremely hot right now, and but I do think that they're a little overvalued in general uh, as a team, as a hitting team. I think Tatis is amazing. I think Grisham's okay. I think Machado, Machado is pretty good, and uh, Fam is decent. But other than that, uh, I'm not scared about any of that bottom of the lineup whatsoever. And I, I think he's going to rack up rack up K's. Um, and so uh, 7.7 K is a steal. You know what helps a, a team get offense get hot? And this is a callback because the chat said, oh, you're picking on Mad Bum. Mad Bum is toast. Mad Bum is terrible. He got absolutely shellacked by San Diego. And now he's in the DL. What they, they gave him made of injury, right? Come on. He's just a disaster. Uh, I mean, there probably is something there. His arms – I mean, he, he was throwing like 88 miles an hour on his He fastball. fell on his horse or something? Oh. He just doesn't – he's just cooked. He's washed. He's done. He's done. He's done. Terrible contract. What are you doing? And he only signed there to be closer to his horses. Whatever, not worth getting into. But, yeah, I'm always hating on Mad Bum for good reason. Uh, as, as far as McCullers goes, I don't know what's wrong. Um, looks, <laughs> I don't either. Uh, every, uh, every, everything was, you know, really high. And, you know, a lot of praise coming this season. He was going to be the ace over there. Um, really step up once, you know, once Verlander went down. And, uh, man, he's been disappointing. But it wouldn't shock me if he turns it around and has a good good outing. And, you know, it, it's in there. It's in him. He's He's got the pitch mix. His – I know Stevie said there's some stuff with his curve that's a little troubling, but um, the velocity looks fine. I don't think it's an injury or anything. I think he's just hasn't settled in yet quite yet. So I think there's more risk there with McCullers, but um, uh, he's someone I'm 
certainly considering, especially on Yahoo, where you have to consider him. He's he's priced really cheaply over there. Yeah, but he is. But you also can get the really cheap good backs. As not, I, I made a lot up before the show, and I think I have pretty sure I have Corbin and and Gibson for what it's worth. But yeah, if you want to load up on all the good stuff, and even I, I, I mean, I, you can you can play him and get, you can play McCullers Gibson and load up on anybody you want. Yeah. Yeah, but I played Gibson and Corbin and I load up everybody I wanted. You just basically. have to sacrifice one spot. It's like yeah. you have to put like one value play in. Who's uh, usually a good play? Dallas Keiko's an innings eater. I know last time out he had a bunch of K's, but I would not expect that. 17.9% K rate last two seasons. This Detroit lineup does offer a fair bit of K's, though, 25.7% if you want to get all specific and technical uh, versus lefties in the last two seasons. So in theory, there's some upside. But, again, he's just a ground ball specialist that eats up some innings. By the way, Steve, you're talking about breaking down some numbers. I imagine you pulled this up and kind of saw, but it's a small sample. Have you seen Randy Dobnak's numbers? The uh, I think he's the Uber driver, Dobnak. Are you, and he's got an amazing mustache, too. Um, yeah, so are you aware of Dobnak's uh, numbers here, Stevie, how weird they are? I don't I don't know if you'd necessarily want to say they're weird. Like, he's they're, – they're interesting. Like, he's a, he's a sinker baller. Like, all sinker ballers' numbers are usually, like, weird, like – the dude gives up like his average exit velocity is like insanely high, but like he's not giving up any like home runs or anything. Like that that's not unusual for a guy that throws a sinker. Forty three innings, seventeen point eight percent K percent, a point two one homers per nine, three point eight percent homer to fly ball rate, uh, a fifty eight percent ground ball rate, nineteen point eight percent fly ball rate. Like that's goofy to me, but like it's a small sample and it'll correct to some degree. But yeah, he's gonna be a, a ground ball guy. Not gonna be that super lucky when it comes to homer and the fly ball. They're asking in chat here, Stevie, uh, May, May or Gibson in cash? I, I think May is really interesting in tournaments, but, like, Gibson could throw 25 more baseballs than him tonight. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be better. Uh, but I like the matchup better, too. I prefer Gibson in, in cash, May certainly in tournament. Your thoughts? Um, I would I would say Gibson, too, just because, like, the Seattle lineup overall is going to be worse than the Padres lineup overall. So, like, I, that's, that's the reason that I'd go Gibson in cash, but – I, I will have more May than Gibson in tournaments, though. So, um, as far as, like, Keuchel and Dominic go, like, they are the two guys that are, like, safer 15-point options. Like, they're going to go out. They're not going to get rocked in these spots. They're going to go out and pitch well. But, like, they're not going to necessarily win you in tournament unless, like, some of these guys, like, May gets rocked or Gibson, like, the roof open and the ball f- is flying or something, like, these guys aren't going to win you tournaments. Like I have a, I have one of my three teams had Keiko on it this morning, but I'm still like debating like if I'm if I'm going to leave it or not. So I like Keiko a little bit more than I like Dobnek, but I think they're both really the same pitcher. Um, you know, that's all. Yeah, I think I'm just sticking to those four uh, that we kind of covered. Corbin, uh, let's see, not Dobnek. How is he going to play in tournaments? I'm probably not going to get there. Most likely, Gibson. Uh, McCullers a sprinkle and May a sprinkle. What, what say you, uh, Kirk Dees? And feel free to talk about anybody else. I know uh, some optimals are saying you can play Steven Matz. I don't think I'm there. Yarbrough, I'm not going to get there. Fine pitcher, but like just it's, it's not for me. I don't think I need it. What, what are your thoughts on anybody else we haven't mentioned yet? And those guys. Yeah, um, you, you've, it's a pretty tight core for me. It's Gibson, it's Corbin, it's May, it's possibly McCullers. Um, if I really wanted to uh, just play the GPP angle, it's Robbie Ray, where you just <laughs> you just hope for that it is all of a sudden the guy you know misses bats all night and uh, has some command in him uh, for once. But uh, 
because he does have that strikeout upside, but uh, and he's priced cheap. Um, so I could see going for that GPPs. I don't have any interest in Keuchel. I just don't want a guy with an 87 mile per hour sinker as his main pitch, his main pitch as uh, to get it done. I, it, you're just not going to get strikeouts. Uh, Dobnik, you're just it doesn't feel like you're going to get strikeouts. Although the Brewers are striking out a lot. Um, if I guess the last guy would be Hauser. Um, that's it. That's and I and that's really thin. I'm probably not going to play any Hauser or Ray. Yeah, I don't. He's another guy. I don't really know how deep he's going to go, but he can go five or six and strike out six or seven. That's certainly possible. Uh, probably not going to get there. I'm not making enough lineups to understand why you would do that if you're running at 150. Uh, Stevie, summarize the arms and then what up catchers for us. The only other name that I want to mention is Ryan Yarbrough. The Red Sox, as Kurt knows, we're, they're striking out at a very high clip right now. Um, it's been a rough season for our Red Sox. So, like, if you want to, like, if you're playing, like, a large field tournament, like the big four or five, six, whatever the big tournament is on both sides, like, if you're playing, like, a huge large field tournament that's very, like, top-heavy, I think Fandle's, like, 100K to first in a 300K tournament, like, maybe you take a shot at, like, 3% owned Ryan Yarborough. Um, but overall – we like Corbin. We like Gibson. Dustin May for ceiling. Um, Lance McCullers is a coin flip on whether or not he's going to be pitching more down in the zone with his breaking ball stuff. And Keiko and Dominic are safer, not going to get blown up options on this slate. Uh, just see a tweet here. This is not baseball related, but apparently there's a leak in the roof in the bubble. Uh, the Bucks and Raptors are supposed to play at 630. Giannis, FVV. Uh, that's Freddie Van Vliet for the uninformed. Uh, this can't be real. Serge Ibaka are out. Kyle Lowry might not play. Again, it's a 6.30 scheduled game for the record. Uh, and maybe there's other buildings, so I'm always – Where, where is this news coming from? It was said tonight – what am I – a slack that I'm in. It's coming from Joe Varden. I don't know if he's – it's a tweet. Uh, let me see if this okay. is officially a person. Uh, yeah, he, he we is. Been, a, we have been getting a lot I, of we, bad rainstorms. Because we were, we were making fun of the, this slate <laughs> earlier in uh, Discord, and we were – we were talking about it's almost as bad as when there was the leaky roof in Philly. Um, and that's funny that I guess there is a leaky roof now added to the slate. So. There's not, it's not even raining at Disney right now. Like it's raining here, but it's not even raining at Disney right now. Dean, like Dean, like you're a professional host that does this four or five days a week. What are you doing? It's still <laughs> muted. Oh, no. Unbelievable. I, I thought you were saying, why am I passing along this information? I had the cough and I forgot to go back. I apologize. Oh, man. What are we going to do with this guy? <laughs> That's at Joe Varden, for the record, by the way. 38,000 Twitter followers, and he is verified. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I think he may or may not be in the bubble. Go ahead and check that out for yourself. All the sevens. Stevie, yeah, you're right. I, 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 I'm I, flustered. <laughs> I'm officially flustered. I have lineups to change in basketball, baseball lineups to make. But talk about some catchers, Stevie. That's exciting. No, catchers are never exciting. Who's the cheapest catcher that's available? Like, that's the guy I want. Um, all joking aside, like, I think if you want to pay up a catcher, you know, I think Steven Vogt might actually be, like, a lower-owned Arizona play today just because he's so expensive compared to, like, guys on this team. But Yasmani Grandal, he's going to hit from both sides of the plate. So Daniel Norris and Michael Fulmer, like, he's super interesting. James Sakan's hitting down in the lineup, so like there's a good chance his first at bat is against Daniel Norris. Um, so he's interesting, but really like catcher's a position today where I think you can just save some money. Like Jan Gomes is a guy that I'm using a bunch at 3.2k, uh, going up against Mats with the hotter weather in New York. But that's about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. Oh man, it's Michael Perez is actually it's not Zanino, it's Michael Perez. I'm not a big fan of him. Is Zanino's cheaper? He's got more power. Of course, he strikes out a ton, but he's also a guy that can kind of like you know once he gets a hold of it, he can take it over the monster. Tony Walters is meh. Vote at 4.5k. Cannot get excited. Oh, Chadwick Trump. Hard to get excited. Wicky batting six. Yeah, Ramos batting six. If that game is tight though, Vasquez comes in for him for the record. But yeah, he's super cheap. Um, all right, sell me on something here as far as catcher. It's gross, Kirkties. Um, I mean, vote is you want the home run, you go for vote. Uh, although you're gonna, there's gonna be ownership there. Um, Pawecki is the value play, and uh, you can go to like Grindall or a little bit down further and get your uh, lefty masher, James McCann, who's gonna see, uh, should get some at bats against Daniel Norris, the, the lefty. Um, all right, did he make the line? Yeah, he's batting seven, 3.6k. Um, it's Austin Nola, if he makes the lineup, is my guy. That's just the guy I'm going to keep playing. Even even if I have Gibson in the lineup, I'll play Austin Nola. I think the lineup came out. I think he's batting fifth. All right, there it is. There's the I'm play. hitting the refresh button. Did Vogelbach crack it there, Stevie? Yeah, batting eighth. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's interesting even to play against my pitcher. I, you know, it, it's not ideal. It's not, not the best correlation, but he's cheap enough, especially on Fandor. He's like 2-2 two, two or 2-3. Two, I don't hate the idea of rolling him out there to kind of save some salary as an upside guy. Uh, speaking of first baseman, Stevie, open it up for us. Who are we playing at first? A bunch of options at first base. You know, you got Max Muncy, who you can play at first or second. Christian Walker is going to be like the chalk um, first baseman in cash games. Howie Kendrick is super cheap against Steven Matz. You know, you got Brandon Belt. If you don't believe in McCullers, he's cheap uh, batting fourth. Cheaper option is, like, CJ Crone and Edwin Rios. Um, you know, I already mentioned Rios. You were talking about, like, being a little worried, and, like, we went on to something else. But, like, the thing is, like, Perdomo might only go, like, one, maybe two innings. So, like, when Rios comes up, it might be um, Quantrill. And, like, that's who you want anyway. So, give me two at-bats against Quantrill. And Rios, like, I, I feel like he's a guy that could get it done. But, like, Seager's still banged up. So, like, I, I think the Dodgers are going to be less likely to pinch hit early. Um, but, like, if he comes up in the ninth and they're in a position where it's, like, a lefty, you know, that you lose on that situation. You might only get yeah. that third at three at-bats. But he's really cheap. He's shown a ton of power since, you know, getting called up last season. He has, like, a 415 ISO against righties. So, I, I like Rios a lot, you know, especially if you're looking to save some money and um, not really sacrificing a lot of upside. Somebody in chat asked about the weather in Detroit. I'm going to go ahead and drop the link in chat to you guys as far as Ross update. Uh, he updated this at 5.30 Eastern time, yellow-orange currently in Detroit. Of course, Ross gives the most up-to-date updates on Crunch Time, which starts at 6.30 Eastern for premium members. And he takes you guys all up the lock with Jesus Good. Dave Potts, who's going to answer all your baseball-related questions. First base, Kirk Deese. Yeah, uh, Walker's the chalk in the cash play. Um, Matt Olson is the best play on the slate tonight. Um, Matt, he, he is, he's going yard against uh, Tehran who has always struggled with uh, left-handed batters, but also does not throw very hard. Um, 4,700. I think people are going to kind of shy away from that price tag because they're just going to plug in Walker easily. Uh, G-Man choice, 3,600 um, batting cleanup against this horrific, uh, <laughs> starting and uh, bullpen pitching uh, of the Red Sox. So um, it's uh, Brazier and then Colton Brewer, um, both guys. So he'll, he'll have the platoon 
uh, advantage. Um, batting cleanup for 3,600 in Fenway. It's hot, really hot here in Boston right now. So um, I think the Duke point is nice as well. Uh, I have to check my uh, weather system. But uh, <laughs> anyways, um, Howie Kendrick is like going to be a low-owned GBP play. A guy, The guy just rakes. Pete Alonzo is going to be a real low-owned uh, against uh, Patrick Corbin, but certainly could get a hold of one, right? Like you're just home run hunting. Um, or or go to cores. Uh, Weather Edge ninety seven. Oh, games. sorry. Last guy I just want to throw out there, Jose Abreu. Um, nobody's going to play him at fifty two hundred. He's going to have the. He's going to get to see the lefty um, for a few bats at least. Um, and this guy just crushes left handed pitching um, throughout his entire career. Um, a great great home run candidate tonight. I did want to mention that Weather Edge loves Boston uh, in 97 similar games of similar weather. Nothing to do with who's pitching and who's hitting, but just actual weather base. That's it. 7.5% bump in homers, 14.8% bump in runs, 11.1% increase in ERA as well. You mentioned Choi, worth noting, if people are not aware, he is now a switch hitter, so he might take aim at that monster if a lefty comes in. Uh, what do you have for me at the second, ba- second base? Keystone position, Kirk, he's open it up for us. Uh, go over there. Okay, second base, um, Cattell Marte is uh, the clear one guy you want to get in. He's the one Arizona bat you would probably want the most, I would think. Um, it's going to be high-owned, a uh, little bit cheaper, um, not much pop, but a lot of speed. It's Garrett Hampson um, in the Coors game. Uh, Larry Garcia is uh, leading off with uh, Tim Anderson still on the shelf um, against uh, this Detroit 2-2 two, two, two pitchers that I definitely want to attack in a bullpen I'd like to attack behind. I think the White Sox are going to score a lot of runs tonight. Um, Brandon, uh, Brandon Lau, right? Uh, guy's raking. He's uh, definitely, he's been uh, their best hitter uh, so far this season and he was crushed in last season as well. Um, batting second, 4,600. And then um, Danny Any interest Mendick. in Mendick? You need to go crazy on uh, well, I was some someone someone thought he was your your favorite player, but uh, on the 2, right 2100? Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, this is how you can like get the big bats so easily uh, on DK. They're so so cheap, and I was talking about that. As far as the discrepancy of prices, the variance of prices, two point one k. I know it's not an ideal stick, obviously, but two point one k is two point one k, and you know it's not you're not rostering because you want them. You're rostering because the other guys you get because of them. Because hey, TV. We live in the world of a salary cap. Got to get that one in two. Cross that off the bingo card. Second base, Stevie, what do you have for me? Um, Muncie, Kettle, Marte, obviously, I think are, you know, guys that you're looking at. Solano, like I said, I think the Giants are an interesting, like, we're, we're projecting, like, team ownership to be under 1% on the Giants. Um, I like them more on Fandle. It's a little bit easier to stack them on Fandle, and they're really low-owned over there as well. Uh, like the Brandon Lau call, um, the guy that's coming in for the Red Sox that's pitching in this game, he has not shown really any ability. Colton, um, Brewer. I can't remember his last name. Colin Brewer, I believe. Brewer. Brewer. Um, he's not shown, like, any ability to miss, like, left-handed bats. So, um, like the lefties from the Rays, I think they're a really good stack today. Cheap-wise, though, like, you mentioned the White Sox. Garcia is 3.3K, and he's been one of the better hitters from both sides of the plate here uh, for the White Sox. So, I like Garcia and Sterling Castro uh, batting third against Steven Matz. He's super cheap across the industry. Um, I'd rather play those guys than play Mendick just because I think they offer a little bit more ceiling. But, you know, Mendick batting eighth, 2.1K, I get it. 
Yeah, I've got to give a shout-out to the, to the mouthwash as well. Jonathan Scope, 3.7K on DK. Uh, historically pretty solid against lefties. Uh, don't hate it. There's a lot of cheapies there at second. There plenty of places to stop short and, and save some salary. Even Brian Dozier once upon a time was a quote-unquote lefty master. Not so much these days, but he's 2.8K. And if the kids want to call that leverage, I suppose, against Patrick Corbin, uh, I guess, sure, why not? Uh, we're hitting the third base. Stevie, start off for us. Um, Hold on. Got to switch it. You know, obviously, like, third base, Nolan Arenado against Robbie Ray and Coors, like, sign me up as much as I can get. Um, he's 6.3K. Like, the Rockies are interesting because they're so expensive on the slate. Like, we have their team ownership at around 12% right now. I think it actually might come in a little bit lower. Um, I know I'm going to steal some thunder here from Kurt Dees, but Matt Chapman, um, you know, I looked into what Kurt was talking about last time we did the show last week, and, like, I love soft tossed and pitchers against um, Oakland now, but Eduardo Escobar is the chalk. I, I guess I should have started with him. Like he's the chalk under 4k going up against gray. If you are in that price range and you're looking for a pivot, JD Davis against Patrick Corbin, Corbin does give up home runs. It's hot. And JD Davis is going to be less than 5% owned when you have a guy, that's probably going to be like 30 to 40% owned in the same price range. So um, I really like J.D. Davis as like a tournament pivot off of Eduardo Escobar. Steve, you're doing the screen share. Uh, I'm just pulling it up right now. If you're going to pull up the the ownership here in lineup HQ at RG, of course, the closer and closer we get to uh, ownership, the more refined uh, – oh, the closer we get to lock, the more refined ownership gets. Pretty interesting to see Escobar is the most popular, according to our projections, at 25% on DK specifically. And that's the one that's most interesting, Kirk Dees, right, where uh, Escobar is 3-7 and Arenado, who, yeah, if there's no salary cap, it's just raw points, and you know you can pay these guys whatever you want. Six point three k is that what seventeen percent owned at home versus a lefty? That's no secret. Um, I guess Arenado. I don't want to say it's a sneaky tournament pivot because he's like the second most popular guy, and then there's some cheapies like Condelario at eight percent. Yanni Diaz is he leading off? Batting third today. Uh, I like him a good bit too, a part of that Tampa team. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as how you're handling third base today? Yeah, um, I mean Escobar's the cash play. Arenado, if you can fit him. Um, upside GPP. Uh, I like the White Sox a lot. So Mancata is right there for me. Um, other than that, I, it would be Matt Chapman would be my guy just because I'm so high in Oakland, like Stevie said. So I'm kind of, that's, those are kind of the guys I've been keying in on. Um, trying to see if there's any glaring value that's opened up or anything, but you said Candelario is, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Diaz would be, I mean, Diaz absolutely could go yard. 3,300 batting third. I mean, that's an, he's an awesome play. He looks great in the uniform with nothing else. Uh, I mean, it looks like he can absolutely annihilate the baseball, and he does sometimes on occasion. But, again, it feels like there's a big opportunity cost at third, more so than some other positions. So that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to just, like, you know, get, like, a, a Danny Bendick or something like that and just hope, like, nobody goes nuts. Uh, let's jump back to shortstop, Kirk Dees. Open it up for us. Well, if you want the, the highest projected guy, it's going to be Trevor Story for sure. Mm-hmm. 6,100. Um, he and Arenado, that's the same. Pick your pick your whoever you like there. I mean, they're both extremely similar plays, but you do have Garcia, who's cheap, like we said, uh, leading off. Been raking too as well for the White Sox. Um, expect them to score a lot of runs. Trey Turner uh, is in the conversation, especially on Yahoo, where he's extremely cheap um, tonight. But uh, he's someone that could run on Steven Matz uh, very easily. Um, this lineup is getting more potent tonight with Juan Soto back. Castro has been hitting Josh Harrison um, has been hitting um, how like there's, it's just a better looking lineup tonight for the, for the Nats. 
Um, let's see here. Marcus Semyon, because I like Oakland. And then, uh, I mean, Xander, just because of overall talent. But, man, it's been a struggle watching these Red Sox guys up at the plate. They just don't seem to care too much. Uh, it's tough, tough, tough sledding over here in Boston watching, watching my Red Sox. You and Stevie can mourn together. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned Max. You know, the story always is, well, lefties, they hold on runners great. And that's generally true, but not always true. And Max in 2018 gave up 28 stolen bases. Now, he got better last year. Uh, only you'll at nine, but he's still vulnerable to it. It's like you can definitely run at a guy despite the fact he's left-handed. And just from a roster construction standpoint, just want to throw it out there. What I do is like before the show, I use the bat stuff and I, pl- I plug it into the lineup HQ. Uh, I put a little bit of variance to it, like 15% or something like that. I cap each player 50%. Uh, and on DK, they're giving me 50%, the cap of Escobar, uh, and uh, just 17% of Arenado. And shortstop, you know, lineup instructions tell me to play. This is where you spend up your story. He gets the cap of 50%, and then we step down to a guy like Larry Garcia just because he's super cheap. Stevie, shortstop, what's the you? Um, like, if you're not paying up for Story or Turner, like, you're paying down, right? Like, I mentioned Garcia when we were talking about second base. He's super cheap at 3.3K, but I think for the most part, you want to pay up for those guys. Um, I like the Astros a lot, and Carlos Correa has, like, a 1% projected ownership right now. Um, so – like, I could see the Astros, like, overall ownership is pretty low. And, like, Logan Webb is semi-reverse splits, too. So, he's really struggled against righties since he got called up last season. So, this is actually a really good spot with, you know, Altuve, Bregman, Gariel, Correa, all those righties um, in that lineup that don't strike out a lot. I, kn- I know Correa a little bit higher, but I think Houston's really interesting today as well. Nobody's going to play Houston on a nine-game slate. And versus a pitcher, it's not very good. It is worth noting. And that's very much worth pointing out. Uh, and as much as we disliked them two days ago, we like them even less after yesterday. Their chump, uh, was it their, their hitting coach or whatever? What are we doing? We don't have time to get into it. We don't have a Boggs rant, but come on, man. Uh, all right, uh, outfielders. Hey, Curtis, you know how you feel about Brandon Bell? And I kind of feel the same way. I feel that way about Cole Calhoun. I don't want to roster Cole Calhoun. Oh, like, no, Cole Calhoun is, is, is back. The math is telling me I'm supposed to play Cole Calhoun, and I don't want to do it. I'm probably going to do it begrudgingly, but I don't want to. Just just know that for the record. He had like a 120 Babbitt for the first like week and a half of the season. It was eventually going to turn around. He is bad. I haven't liked him the last 10 years or whatever it is. But oh, so you're you guys are both playing. You guys are in on Cole. Just just homering yeah. off the mat yesterday. It was an inside the Parker. That doesn't count. Um. Then uh, <laughs> I, I don't it wasn't I mean, as bad as Yelich's, but still. Um. I, I, I'll play Cole. I've got no problem with that. Uh, he's just cheap. He's in, I mean, so, okay. I made the mistake of fading Brandon belt, although I still stand by it, but I think Cole <laughs> Calhoun has more pop in him than Brandon belt at this point. And uh, leading off extra bats there, um, just a good situation. So it's a tough fade for me, um, man. Uh, Dare I say, uh, J.D. Martinez against Yarborough? He's looked – I mean, I hate the eye test, but he's looked terrible. He's looked horrible. terrible. Uh, he, he he lined out a couple of yesterday, um, you know, didn't produce anything, but at least got some good uh, good contact. Um, Mike Trout, he's pretty good. He is Boy good at baseball. Manna. He's kind of expensive, but, yeah, he's definitely good at baseball. I can't argue with that. Um, the, the Dodgers are just too cheap. Um for you know what they 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 were priced for who were they priced paying Garrett uh, Richards is it is, who is it yeah I mean yeah. yeah 
Perdomo is is uh, and Contrell is a, is a boost for them. So uh, the Dodgers are definitely in play. Um, those are guys I'm looking at. Uh, the Rays. I don't know. There's so there's just so many good plays. I am playing Danny Martinez and Yahoo. Where's eleven bucks? By the way, I think he's eleven. Yeah. It's just silly. I feel like I have to do it. Steve, you got to be quick. Uh, another another name, but another, another guy in that bucket that I don't like to play. But it's telling me to play Kevin Pillar. I don't want to play Kevin Pillar, but he's three K and DK leading off. So maybe I will, but grudgingly. Give me some outfielders you like. Um, all the Dodgers, uh, the Diamondbacks outfielders. Yaz, Yaz is going to hit a home run. Trout's going to hit a home run. Um, the Dodgers are coming in a lot lower ownership than I thought they were going to. So, like those guys, Calhoun, like he's your cash staple play. Um, John Gray is not going to strike anybody out. But also like all three of the Texas outfielders, Gallo, Chu, and Willie Calhoun. Calhoun's batting in that third spot. We talked about the roof being open. And Dunn is really, really bad. Um, he's not a good pitcher. So, like, I like the Texas outfielders. Um, Kevin Pillar batting leadoff, he's been the one bright spot for the Red Sox this season. So, and he's 3K if you are looking for, like, a cheap option. Robbie Grossman, 2.4K against Tehran. Uh, those would be the cheap options that I'd be looking at. Lorenzo is playing for the record. He's in the lineup batting second. I thought he might get suspended. Maybe he's appealing it. I'm not really sure. Uh, just pull up the StatCat stuff on Jenny Martinez. The lowest EV he's had in the last five or six years, small sample size, 88 miles per hour. It's not terrible, but 91.3 last year, 93-91 previous seasons. Kirk Dees, give me some stacks you like. Uh, White Sox, love the White Sox tonight. Um, they're, they're just – everyone's just going to be so fixated on cores. I love uh, Oakland um, against Tehran and a bullpen that's extremely attackable, and Madden will make some bonehead decision – and they'll uh, end up scoring a lot of runs. And then I also like the Rays a ton. Chat, like, and subscribe. Much appreciate that. Those of you guys that are premium members, feel free to stick around. You got an updated update as far as the weather with Kevin Roth. Thank you guys all have the lock with Jesus Good. Answer our questions from a baseball perspective. Stevie, give me uh, give me your favorite stacks and somebody that's going to bang one out tonight. Uh, Dodgers are going to break the slate. I uh, like the, the whole Coors game. Houston, Washington, and then if like if you're playing large field tournaments, the Giants again, like nobody's going to be playing the Giants today. And if McCullers is not on and he's leaving pitches over the plate, he's the guy. But uh, my home run today is Edwin Rios um, for the Dodgers. All right, we got to go. Uh, we, I got I have laughs to make for basketball. I got laughs for baseball, uh, baseball as well. Wish everybody luck tonight. Feel free to smash it, smash that like button. That is, he's Stevie. He's Kirk Geese. I'm 50% correct. Not exactly sure. 50-50 shot. You never know. I was definitely Dean, 100%. And this was 100% baseball. We're out of here. Holler. Holler.